It's Tuesday, November 11, 2014. Time is not on our side. The final United Nations Climate Change Report. We have the means to limit climate change and build a more prosperous, sustainable future. Good news, there's still hope. Plus, flashback. It is mankind and his activities which are changing the environment of our planet in damaging and dangerous ways. To when conservatives accepted science. Margaret Thatcher is a left-wing tree-hugging pinko. All of that and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The Environmental Committee, currently run uh, Barbara Boxer, replaced by probably James Inhofe. Yes, the global warming believer is out and the global warming skeptic is in. So finally, the Environmental Committee can focus on an important issue like, who's stealing all our polar bears? Yeah, what about that? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, while we have been mired in the election over the past week or so, and looking forward to the U.S. Senate Environmental Committee being taken over by Senator James Inhofe, uh, America's foremost climate change denier, uh, there was something else going on at the U.N., and of course... It was getting buried by the election. Well, yeah, the United Nations released its final climate science report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change two days before the midterm elections. This report is more blunt than ever. The planet is warming. More than half is due to human activities. And the implications for the future are serious and require urgent action. Climate change will leave no part of the world untouched by the impacts. Human influence on the climate system is clear. The more we disrupt our climate, the more we risk severe, pervasive, and irreversible impacts. Severe, pervasive, and irreversible. That was the chairman of the IPCC, Rajendra Pachari, at the press conference for the release of the report. Or as we call him around here, Mr. Chuckles. This is the IPCC scientists' final synthesis report, the culmination of three previous monster installments over the last year on the science of global warming, the impacts, and the solutions. The key warning, we've already burned two-thirds of the way through our carbon budget. That's the maximum amount of carbon we can burn if we want global temperatures to avoid going over 2 degrees Celsius. That's about 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial temperatures. And that's by just the end of the century, right? The goal is about 4 degrees Fahrenheit. Keep it from going over that before the end of this century, right? Right. The IPCC warns we must ramp down to zero emissions by 2100. Zero emissions? Yeah, that's kind of the bottom line. Yeah, good luck with that. Now, most importantly, according to UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon, there is hope. The good news is that if we act now, immediately and decisively, we have the means to build a better and more sustainable world. Now, the IPCC finds that we already have all of the technology we need, and action on climate change is much, much cheaper now than dealing with the consequences will be later. We have all the technology we need to get to zero emissions by the end of the century? Yes, yes, we do. But time is running out, according to American scientist and IPCC author Dr. Michael Oppenheimer on CBS News. We have a small window of opportunity the next couple of decades 
where we can slow this thing down and start to reverse the trend. In other words, the longer we wait, the more difficult and the more expensive it will be. Now to that end, final negotiations on an international emissions reduction treaty will occur in Paris in December 2015. And of course, any such treaty obviously doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of being ratified by a hostile Republican-controlled U.S. Senate. Gosh, I wish we had warned people about that. So State Department negotiators are reportedly pursuing treaty mechanisms that don't require Senate approval. Treaty mechanisms. Yeah, like going through the Montreal Protocol, for example. That's the world's first international climate treaty to repair the ozone hole. A a treaty that has already been approved by the U.S. Senate. Oh, yes. Finally, Saturday, November 8th, was the 25th anniversary of the very conservative British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher's speech to the United Nations, urging action on climate change. It is mankind and his activities which are changing the environment of our planet in damaging and dangerous ways. The problem of global climate change is one that affects us all, and action will only be effective if it's taken at the international level. There's no good squabbling over who is responsible or who should pay. Each country has to contribute, and those countries who are industrialized must contribute more to help those who are not. And funny thing is, President Ronald Reagan agreed with her. That's the world we used to live in. Of course, Thatcher's speech at the U.N. has gotten somewhat lost to history since the very next day the Berlin Wall came down. Yep. For much more on all of our stories today and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our twice-weekly reports anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. If I could turn back time If I could